That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, heavy wind. These gusts are incredible, making fighting a fire in Valley Park challenging. We're going to go there live and tell you what's burning inside. Well, this could be the third day in a row a school bus driver's sick out impacts St. Louis Public Schools. The extracurricular activities also affected. Building safety. It's a topic we don't want to have to talk about, but unfortunately we do. School safety, top of mind of many parents, and communication is a key component. The new system used to help in emergencies. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back on this Wednesday. Oh my gosh, Margie's joining us now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Blair is off this morning. It's February 28th, and you're watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Margie Elster. As you mentioned, all right, let's uh, take a look outside. This is our roof cam shot as we take you to the Lakeside Renovation and Design Weather Deck, where we find meteorologist Angela Huddy. And yeah, man, that wind, it is cold as you step outside. And we expected that, absolutely. But I mentioned this, that the first thing you may notice, as cold as we've gotten compared to the record-setting high temperatures of yesterday. This wind may be the first thing that hits you. It may even make it a little tough to get the door open. You may notice that the front door decoration has blown off the door. Or maybe some of the leaf bags or trash cans have blown around in the yard because we've had gusts to about 40 miles per hour in spots this morning. And that wind has done its job overnight to bring in the colder air. It's also blown out, kind of helped to push our storm system away and taken the precipitation away. We had some bursts of snow in that four to five o'clock hour this morning that is now done for the st louis area so the focus is on the wind and the cold it's not the 80s anymore it's not even the 60s we had yesterday morning at this time it is bundle up weather at the bus stop this morning and even as the sun comes out through this afternoon still going to be bundle up weather because highs near 40 but wind chills 10 degrees colder throughout the day today. Be ready for a big return to winter here on our Wednesday, but springtime not that far off. I'll have that full forecast with a warm-up for you coming up in just a bit. But right now we want to get out to the Woods Basement System Storm Runner this morning. That's where we find meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. You were chasing the snowflakes early on. Now are you fighting the wind a little bit? Yeah, we are fighting the wind. My photographer has two hands on the steering wheel, which is what we want everybody to do today. Like you mentioned, with gusts as high as 45, 40 to 45 miles per hour out of the northwest. On the backside of that front that moved in last night, that narrow band of snow we were chasing at the 4 o'clock hour has largely dissipated. It looks like it ran into a, a, a very dry air mass and uh, it's basically gone. But some places up to our north and west, like parts of Pike County into Montgomery and Missouri, Lincoln, Warren, St. Charles, even parts of St. Louis County around the 4, 4.30 hour this morning, uh, we were doing, dealing with a little bit of snow. If you're waking up to some snow on those uh, grassy, it's mainly going to be confined accumulation-wise to those grassy and elevated surfaces. Maybe a couple car windshields as well. You can see a couple flakes still lingering as temperatures are still hovering below freezing 29 degrees. Uh, but the road temperature, this is very important, in the upper 30s and lower 40s. So whatever snow did fall or this morning, going to have a hard time sticking to the ground.
All right, let's get into it, guys. You're seeing it. Uh, travel building 270 in our southbound direction right near all of just north of this. Some good news for my drivers who take 270 east getting on to 70 west. This bridge maintenance we have going on, tomorrow's going to be the last morning you're dealing with it. Uh, starting up later tonight again, going until 5 a.m. The good news, heading south, we're down 270. Things look nice moving towards town and country. That'll stick around if you plan on hopping 64 or 44, moving from the county into the city. Just keep in mind, if you are taking 44, we've got some construction work going on. So it's going to be in our westbound direction between Jameson Avenue and Ellendale Avenue. Starting up at 9 a.m., lasting until 3 p.m., not far from this, it's going to be that overpass at Shrewsbury Avenue uh, going on at that same time. Back to you. All right, the wind making this fire difficult to fight. It's in Valley Park. We're going to head back there right now at a major commercial structure fire. Yeah, that is where we find the power of two. Chris Renier, he is there with the very latest at this hour. Good morning, Chris. Marching good morning to you, John. Good morning to you as well. We're at Marshall Road and 6th Street here in Valley Park. The fire scene is just behind us here. Fire officials confirming that the business on fire here is elite properties. This fire now at a third alarm. Fire crews seem to be getting the upper hand here. You can still see, though, they have a ladder truck deployed, still applying lots of water here. The smoke not quite as thick as it was earlier, but the wind still a major issue here, blowing the smoke and what flames are left around this area. We can show you video from earlier. Firefighters getting the first call a little after 3 o'clock this morning. Curtis Van Gospek, the assistant chief of the Valley Park Fire Protection District, tells us crews could see the smoke and flames pouring from the building here as soon as they left their nearby firehouse. Some 60 firefighters have been on the scene from about a dozen different departments. They are basically trying to surround and drown this fire in an effort to keep it contained to just this one large business. So far, that has been successful. Residents say they heard a loud boom about 3 o'clock this morning when the fire was first reported. We have heard other booms as well. It is unclear what exactly those are, but this is a property management and a property restoration company. So fire officials say there could be any number of materials inside the grounds here. We spoke earlier with the resident as well as Assistant Chief Van Gospik. You will hear from the Assistant Chief first about the challenges of fighting this fire with the windy conditions. Fire is fed by air and wind, and once we uh, get these high winds that we've had here like this, it creates a heavy challenge for us. So crews are working really hard. Uh, we immediately, when we got there, we tried to make interior. Uh, fire was too intense. We had to back out. Uh, so we've uh, just been got the aerials up and we're flowing air, water right now. It's just a loud explosion. I'm not really sure what it was. It was just a giant boom. I've heard it before. Like I said, it's happened before. Um, but when I came outside, I saw it all on fire. And um, that's pretty much most of the that I saw. How intense was the fire when you came outside? Pretty intense. It was about probably above the building. I'm told power lines at the fire scene here were actually on fire at one point, and we do understand that there may have been some power outages to the immediate homes around us here. Good news so far, no injuries being reported. A cause for the fire still undetermined as they continue to try and put it all out. For now, live in Valley Park, I'm Chris Renier. Chris, thank you. A bus driver walkout leaves hundreds of families and students in the dark about when those buses will run normally again. The Power of Two's Laura Simon live in South St. Louis with the latest on these ongoing issues. Good morning to you, Laura. 
Good morning to Marty. Good morning everyone for a third day in a row. It does not look like things are going to be running normally. This all comes following a walkout here at the Missouri Central Bus Company here. They provide transportation to students within the St. Louis Public School District and on the district's website right now we're already seeing a number of routes being impacted at this hour and dozens of bus routes have been impacted so far this week. I'll get to the reason for the walkout here in a moment, but we do want to bring you the latest from the St. Louis Public School District this morning. They do have a statement out saying that transportation officials are working diligently to keep families informed about the situation and maximize the number of routes covered by Missouri Central buses. School officials say there were 56 routes left uncovered on Tuesday and around 60 on Monday. We've been following this story since last week when a man named Amin Mitchell, a mechanic here with the Missouri Central Bus Company, says he found a noose at his workstation following a disagreement he had with a white supervisor. That is what's prompted dozens of bus drivers to walk off the job in Mitchell's support. Missouri Central School Bus says in a statement, its policy to provide and foster a work environment welcoming to all at times like these. And it goes on to say that there is zero tolerance for any behavior that violates this policy. Missouri Central School Bus has hired a third party to investigate Mitchell's allegations. But while this issue is playing out, these walkouts are impacting hundreds of families in the St. Louis Public School District. And we spoke with a mother named Michelle Austin, who tells us her neighborhood's been relying a lot on carpooling, but she says they've actually had some bus issues before this walkout. We need the bus to bring him home. Yeah, and like last week or two weeks ago, he didn't get home till almost six one day. So it's just been very inconsistent. If you go over to slps.org, that's the school district's website, you can click on the bus route tab right there on the home page, and it'll show you what routes are being impacted right now. If you cannot take your child to or from school today and your child's route is impacted, there's a couple numbers that you could call to work out some alternate transportation. Reporting live here in South St. Louis this morning, I'm Laura Simon. A committee of St. Louis Aldermen considers street safety bills today. And Mayor Tishara Jones wants them to bring back those controversial red light cameras and also to fund neighborhood traffic safety programs to increase traffic calming and driver education. Aldermen say that they hope to have the bills passed before their spring break. Well, a 17-year-old murder suspect who escaped the city's juvenile detention center earlier this month is back in custody. The teen whose identity wasn't released escaped the facility on Saturday, February 3rd. The St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office charged that juvenile with second-degree murder for the shooting death of 20-year-old Calvin Kelly in late October. He's been held there since December 8th of 2023. Well, high schoolers will get hands-on learning from an international safe driving program today. It's called the Save a Life Tour, and it's stopping at Crystal City High School. It has provided in the past driving education services to the Department of Defense, the Missouri Department of Transportation, and other state highway safety organizations. And it will use interactive demonstrations and virtual reality to teach students about the dangers of distracted and impaired driving. Well, the school in Clayton gets a new safety upgrade. Wilson School says Quickler will be installed in their building in the next few weeks. The security and communications platform led a school safety showcase yesterday. The technology is designed to help detect threats to the school, alert everyone inside, and call 911. Whether it be an active shooter 
whether it may be a fire, whether it's a student vaping in a bathroom, uh, it could be a CO2 leak in a classroom, it will put a building in lockdown, and it will safely direct children, teachers, and other adults in that building to safety. For more information on how QuickLert works, look for this story on fox2now.com. Well, helping our students succeed, that is the focus for youth development and education leaders as they share their strategies that they've used. The Reaching Our Youth event is at North County Innovation Center on West Florissant Avenue from 6 to 8 tonight.